Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to episode number 22. We're going to talk about how to use LinkedIn to attract job opportunities. And today, I'm joined by Chris Villanueva, who is the founder and managing partner of Let's Eat Grandma. And no, it's not a restaurant. It's a professional writing company, and they help clients get through their job search by updating their resumes, telling their stories, and helping them with their LinkedIn profile. So talking about LinkedIn and leveraging it for your career success is something that Chris knows in and out. He has seen thousands of LinkedIn profile and has figured out what works and what doesn't. So without further ado, let's get it started. Welcome, Chris Villanueva from Let's Eat Grandma. Great to have you on the show, Chris. It is a pleasure to be here. Excited to get into LinkedIn and anything else we get into. Awesome. Yes, that's the topic of the day. We've never talked about LinkedIn on this show, so I'm really excited and thrilled to have you on because when we're talking about our career, you know, promoting ourselves, advocating for ourselves, and networking is something that I always speak about and highly encourage people to think about early on and in today's world, LinkedIn is just one of those components. And then there's ways to use it effectively. And then there's ways to misuse it or not use it appropriately. And we're going to dive into all of this. So um, I'm thrilled to have this conversation and want to get started right away. So Chris, tell us a little bit more about your view on how LinkedIn can help people land new jobs and build up opportunities and just be forward-looking or intentional with their career planning. Absolutely. So I believe that LinkedIn is one of the best tools out there for job seekers and even professionals, not just people who are actively looking for jobs, but people who want to take their career networking game seriously. So I believe that LinkedIn is just another tool in which these people can get connected with one another to share valuable information and to be able to connect so that way they could either land that job that they want or to be able to connect with people that can help further them in their career or offer more value. So I know we're going a little bit broad here. I've given three different implications so far, but I think that LinkedIn is really what you make of it. And it really depends on your intent and the time you put into it. Yeah, totally. So the time that you put into it is is correlated with the value that you get out of it. But some statistic that strikes me as really important here is the fact that research and studies show that about 80% of the open jobs aren't filled through the open job market, but get filled through networking and connections that are already existing. And I guess that's something that really plays into the reason for why LinkedIn can be so important. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of job seekers, Ramona, are making the huge mistake of just applying through applicant tracking systems or just applying through the portal. And I always get some pushback whenever I say that because people think that it's the only way. But what you've just said in regards to networking, that very alarming statistic that most jobs, at least the really good ones out there, are filled through networking, I think should just be a wake-up call for a lot of job seekers to shift the amount of time that they're spending in applications from just mindlessly uploading for, for online portals 
to networking, in which I think LinkedIn is a really good avenue to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, even right before their job seekers, I think it starts way earlier. Even if you're in a position where you love your job and you think like, this is the place where you want to be, even though you feel that way today, to benefit from LinkedIn, you build this over time. So you want to start even before you are out on the job market. Exactly. So I I tend to always side with career coaches who say that the best time to look for a job is not necessarily when you need a job tomorrow or you need a job right away. And if there are some people who are in that situation right now, I do feel for you. And there's no other better time than right now, as one of my friends put it. But I really believe that networking, which is a word that's dirty in this industry, it's a word that I don't like to use, but it's something that I just think is so essential for people and their careers. And so I, I would recommend people really think long terms in terms of um, how they reach out and connect with people. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's talk about LinkedIn specifically, because you help people land jobs. You help them with getting their resume set up and telling their story in a way that's compelling, but also reflecting their strength and so forth. So how do you suggest people look at their resume and then they look at their LinkedIn profile and how do they match this up? That's a really good question. So I, I think that your resume and your LinkedIn profile should look somewhat similar. So that is if, if I'm going to be a recruiter or a hiring decision maker and I'm on your resume and I have curiosity about you, I decide to bounce on over to your LinkedIn profile I should not be looking at a completely different job seeker or a completely different type of professional. So overall, I think that there should be similarities within the theme of the LinkedIn and the resume. Now, when you look at the application of both of these tools, the resume kind of does something differently than the LinkedIn does. The resume's purpose in my eyes is to directly connect a job posting or a job opportunity with somebody's skills and qualifications. In that regard, that's why I consider resumes to be a much more targeted, much more concise or succinct version of your LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. Your LinkedIn, in my opinion, should be more expansive. So it should contain more information. And in my opinion, it should also be more human. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to use things like first person pronouns when talking about yourself to kind of draw a connection between you and whoever's reading your profile. So in that sense, I think that just to wrap that up, your resume should be for a specific job position and a LinkedIn profile should be more broad, perhaps encompassing all the different jobs that you're applying for. And I can imagine so it, a little voice in my head that if I put myself in the shoes of some people in my audience who have multiple opportunities. They could pursue maybe a um, very strategic role or a leadership role. They could also pursue a role in a startup that's very techy and sort of a new challenge in a different sense. And on their resume, they would be able to speak to that specific need way more than they could on LinkedIn because they can't keep altering their LinkedIn profile every time they send out an application. So what I'm hearing is see your LinkedIn profile is a bit more generic, more human, all encompassing the different experiences that, that you have, the different interests that you have, make it more personal about the things that you care about, speak 
in a way that builds relationship and builds rapport. So with using first person and adding a little bit of your own voice. And then your resumes are very targeted towards that role. Yes, absolutely. Very rarely as a professional resume writer or as a founder of a resume writing service, would I ever advocate for going above a two page resume in most context. Whereas the LinkedIn profile, I'm much more likely to say things like include more of your experiences or really expand that summary section or the about me section at the very top uh, to include more information. But that's a really good way that you put it. And I, I agree uh, completely about the differences. Nice. Okay. And then tell us about a few mistakes that you've seen people make. So I'm sure you've seen it all from doing this work for many, many years. And then you write resumes and I can imagine just like hiring managers who check out LinkedIn, you probably check out LinkedIn as well. What are some of the common mistakes that you say, anyone listening to this, please stop doing it or don't do this or do this differently? Sure. I want to put a caveat to what I'm about to say in that I recommend, and I say this for any advice that I would give on a podcast or on a blog, is first look to your unique situation, look to the types of jobs that you specifically are applying for, um, because my advice you know, it can only go so far, but if you combine it with having true clarity about the types of jobs you're applying for will help you get some more results. So that being said, the number one mistake that I often see job seekers make given their context with the jobs that they're applying for is just including their job description or just including their job title within the headline and expecting that to give results for whatever job they're applying for. So one thing historically that LinkedIn has done is when you're building out your profile, it will make your headline of your LinkedIn essentially what your last position was. But what happens, Ramona, if you have somebody who is looking to make a career transition from that sales manager job to possibly a sales director position, or maybe somebody who wants to move into marketing, what you're doing there is you're pigeonholing yourself into one specific position Whereas the headline, in my opinion, that's one of the most valuable pieces of real estate on your entire LinkedIn profile, because it's the thing that pops up next to your picture before someone even looks at your profile. Yeah, this is, this is so good. And I see this all over the place where something is either really vague or then specifically tied to one company and not about the broad, you know, the broader value that they bring to any organization. So again, sort of prioritizing the job over the career in that specific moment. So not thinking career, but thinking immediate job, which is more short-sighted than that, taking on that longer-term perspective. Yeah. You are not your job title. I have to remind people to say that you are not your job title. You are so much more than that. And I think the the headline advice is just a reflection upon that, uh, that principle there. Can you give us an example of a really good headline that you've recently saw? I'm putting you on the spot, but something that like <laughs> struck you is like, okay, this is really what's compelling and something that helps with search, right? When recruiters start searching on LinkedIn, yeah. but also is not too specific and not too vague. Yes. So I'll, I'll use my example. And once again, take this like from the perspective of I am a founder of a resume service. I'm looking to directly connect with job seekers who want to transition into better careers. Um, So right now I have chosen to use my job title 
which is why I say that caveat statement earlier. I've chosen that because I want to create more brand awareness for my company, which is Let's Eat Grandma, as well as the Career Warrior podcast. But previously, and this may be something that I change it back to in the future, is it's something along the lines of helping 1,000 plus job seekers write better resumes so they can transition within their careers. Granted, I think it was shorter than that. I think it was like seven words or so, but the way I had it um, cut down, and I think the number also helped with the specificity to kind of catch attention there. So that's one example. Another example would be, and this is probably a more applicable uh, headline for a lot of job seekers, is the, I call it the three keyword method in which you pick the three keywords or the three competencies that you feel most directly connected with in your career and you include those within your headline and you have some spacers in between to kind of differentiate the different words but i've used that with many clients and it's been an effective tool for them so that could for example say sales marketing and crm integration good example so you can do that or for instance, I had someone who was really passionate about nonprofit. So he included business analysis because he wanted to be a business analyst. So business analysis, spacer, nonprofit, spacer. And I forget what it was. It might've been people management or something like that to draw a direct connection to the types of positions he wanted. Okay, very cool. I think it's a small tweak that literally takes a minute on, on someone's time. <laughs> And have a huge impact in how well people connect and the likelihood of people reaching out to you, right? Because they see your name and they see you're sort of in that field and might be interested in an opportunity that they're hiring for, or they know someone else who's hiring for, and then you start benefiting from that networking effect. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So let's talk about posting and commenting and engaging on LinkedIn. Because when I started diving into LinkedIn and I started leveraging it for my business, my coach said, there's two things. There's the profile and there's your outreach. There's the actual connecting with the right people, having conversations with them. And then there is the posting and commenting on other people's posts. So for someone who, like us, we run our own businesses, this is fairly easy to do. We have to do this and we want to do this and we love talking about our work, we're passionate about it. But for someone who's employed and maybe there's even restrictions or, or compliance that they have to uh, be aware of in terms of what they can post or should post or should not be posting, what advice do you generally give people that helps build their personal brands in their field and elevates their profile? That's one of the reservations I often get is Say, okay, Chris, you're a business owner. You have all the time in the world to, to create this or, or you have to do this because it's part of your brand. And there's something so smart about what you said. It's, it's, it's the phrase personal brand. Every single professional has their personal brand, whether or not they're a coder or whether or not they're a data analyst or whether or not they're a basketball player or restaurant server. Every single person has a personal brand, which is attached to your core skill set and attached to sort of the brand. There's just no better way to put that. So I, I always tell people that being active on LinkedIn can absolutely accelerate the results you're going to see from your profile, no matter where you are. You know, I once had a job seeker who started getting active on LinkedIn 
they, I think, had me give them a recommendation and was posting and commenting. And that person reported back that it was their LinkedIn profile and the activity that ended up getting them their sales director job, their new dream job versus any resumes that they were sending out at the time. So it is absolutely possible. um, And it is something that I would recommend is getting active on LinkedIn. Yeah, I I so agree with this. And interestingly, it reminds me of this LinkedIn poll that I did a few months ago. And I think I shared the results with you, Chris, too. It's important to you when hiring a new team member on your team. And 46% of the responses said enthusiasm and passion. So the majority of the answers fell into that category and then followed by 32% who said soft skills. And then it was 18% said cultural fit and 4% said technical skills. So when we're on LinkedIn and we have the opportunity to show enthusiasm and passion for the field that we're in, and we speak about our professional growth and learning and our engagement, you're immediately taking that box because people see that you really care for what you're doing or the, the company that you work for and you're promoting them. And that's what we're ultimately look for in employees. We want someone who's enthusiastic, who's engaged. And LinkedIn is simply one of those outlets where you can make that visible and bring that across and, and show your passion and enthusiasm to a broad range of people and then connect with people who are like-minded and share similar interests. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I've never thought about it like that. So I'm glad you've, you brought it to my mind, but people always ask me, they're like, Hey, Chris, how can I possibly show my passion towards coding on a resume? How can I show my passion towards marketing on a resume? And my answer is always honest. Let's be real. It's, it's tough to show passion on a resume. And I don't necessarily recommend that all the time. In fact, it's kind of hard But what you just said about being able to demonstrate that through LinkedIn activity, I I really think that there is no better answer because you're showing how you would engage with people within your industry and you can easily show how much you love uh, Python if you're a coder just by talking and getting excited about it, about a LinkedIn article that you just posted or something like that. So that's a really good point. And I think if that's the one motivation people need to get on, on LinkedIn activity, then I think that's it. Yes. Even me being on LinkedIn and observing others and the image that I get from people who are active in their field and they're employed. So then it's not like their own business. They're employed right. and they're um, promoting their organization and things that they do that they like, or they're talking about their field of expertise and they're talking about network events or conferences in their industry. And those are the people that sort of arise and stand out. And then if I was recruiting, those would be the first people I want to connect with. Or even if I know a friend of mine is is building a team or is trying to hire, or a client of mine is hiring, and then I see someone being engaged and showing passion and enthusiasm for the field, and I know them, it happened many times in the past where I would connect the two and say, look, seems like you guys would be a good fit. I think you should talk. Or I would ask, hey, here's a candidate that you might be interested in, you know, reach out if you think that's a good fit. But they come to my awareness because of their activity on LinkedIn. And so like bringing it back to the beginning with thinking about the 80% of jobs who aren't getting filled through the regular job platforms, LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. And so thank you for sharing all this because I 
Absolutely. I knew that the two correlate, but I'm not a LinkedIn coach. So thank you for sharing this and and also validating some of the thoughts that I had and that you've seen work really well for some of your clients. Absolutely. What's one final thought that you have or suggestions that you have for people listening who want to start leveraging LinkedIn more for professional brand or personal brand and long-term career opportunities? So the one thing I would leave listeners with here in regards to LinkedIn is to make it actionable for you. So we've talked a lot about um, the, the importance of why you should get on LinkedIn. We've talked about some things you can do, but no one knows your schedule like you do, whoever's listening to this right now. So I recommend coming up with your own game plan for how many times you plan on logging onto that profile per week or per month, even if you wanna start light and actually block out those times in whatever calendar you're using to get on LinkedIn for X amount of minutes, whatever time you think makes sense for you. So in addition to that, write down what specifically you plan on doing with your time with LinkedIn, because I know from experience that if you do that, if you don't do that, you'll find yourself just scrolling and scrolling and and being jealous about somebody's work anniversary because your mind isn't focused. So, um, just coming up with some some direct intention for what you plan on doing when you're logging onto LinkedIn, and I think that can really make you go a long way. And I think I wish you all all the success for that. And you'll you'll get there. It just takes time and patience. Thank you. Yeah, it's a marathon, right? So LinkedIn is not a sprint. You might get some immediate wins out of it if you start connecting and reaching out to people, and you might appear on the radar of some of the recruiters in your field. But ultimately, the real benefits, they come from being in it in the long term and just consistently spending some time on it, nurturing the relationships, showing your enthusiasm on the platform for whatever you care about. And then being mindful with how much time you spend on it. <laughs> exactly. not get sucked into it. I've wasted a lot <laughs> of time, Ramona. Trust me. Yeah. That's the last thing we want. That's right. <laughs> Cool. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing these insights with us. Where can people learn more about you and uh, your fabulous company called Let's Eat Grandma? And of course, we will also link to your Career Warrior podcast, which is a great resource for for any professional, in fact, but also for people who are looking for jobs. But where else can we direct people? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's the, the, the one big ask I would have of people listening to this is to follow me on LinkedIn and see that I do practice what I preach here. Um, maybe get some additional inspiration um, there. But truthfully, I do love, love connecting with people on the platform and seeing everyone's faces. So we just would love nothing more than to just connect with people. I'm, I'm just Chris Villanueva CPRW. So you can find me there. Awesome. Cool. And we'll link to this in the show notes as well. And as, as a bit of a behind the scenes, LinkedIn is also the place where Chris and I met a while ago and we've been able to collaborate since. And he's my go-to person for anyone who is looking to get help with resume writing. So see, this is some of the benefits that come out of it. Um, so glad to be connected with you, Chris. And thanks again for joining this show. Awesome, Ramona. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chris Villanueva from Let's Eat Grandma. Something that I thought was really important that Chris shared was to make a plan on how often you want to be on LinkedIn, how much time you want to invest in the platform, how often you want to post and how often you want to engage. It's really easy to get lost and for it to be a time suck if you're not intentional about it. 
So for example, for me, and yes, I get that this is a bit different because I have my own business, but I go in and I very intentionally, I said time that I allocate for commenting on posts, for engaging with other people, for reaching out to new connections. And then when time is up, I close the app and I'm done with it. And regardless of what the purpose is and in which format you use LinkedIn, this is something that I think is really important on any of the social media platforms, right? The same applies to Instagram or for Facebook and TikTok and whatever else you're using. And I think it's a great point that Chris added on here as well. Now, Chris also has a podcast called Career Warrior Podcast, which I will link to down below as well. And he invited you to connect with him on LinkedIn. So check the show notes and the link will be there to his profile. And I'm also going to drop my LinkedIn profile link below as well in case we're not yet connected on LinkedIn. And if you do reach out to either Chris or myself, please make sure to let us know that you are connecting based on this podcast episode. I'm looking forward to see your name pop up in my LinkedIn inbox. Talk to you next week in another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.